Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 40th episode of the Flight Test Community Podcast. I am one of the two hosts on the show this evening. Pat, unfortunately, is unable to make the show. He's actually taking a much-needed vacation. I know it's amazing. He's never taken a break on the show before, and tonight he has elected to do so. And we will miss him greatly. Let's take a moment for Pat. Okay, moving on. So we have, uh, joining us uh, this evening, we also have the great, the famous, the grumpy old man himself, Mike Finley. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hope everybody's doing well. Yes, indeed. And I, I don't even want to talk about me. We got four guys on here that we really need to talk to and talk about. 110%. Yeah, we're super. And look at them all looking around trying to find out who they are. Yeah, but, uh, and I was going to say, so... <laughs> Let, let's go ahead and introduce everybody that we have going on here this evening. So uh, um, whoever wants to go ahead and begin and start introducing yourself, go right ahead. I guess I'll start because everyone's just kind of staring. So just in case, <laughs> why not, right? There you um, go. Tim Stanfield, a.k.a. Uh, Tan Starfield, story behind that uh, another time. I'm the uh, the president, the owner of Ready Made RC and uh, the boss of these cool guys that are uh, that are also joining us here. El Presidente. El Presidente, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the big cheese, whatever. The guy who gets free from all these guys. Oh, yeah. Of the check. Yeah. <laughs> as long as he keeps signing them, right? What? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Checks? <laughs> Dang it. That, that, Got that's... this model all wrong. One, well, my name is Huff, and uh, I'm our uh, lead engineer at ReadyMade. I'm uh, responsible for most of our uh, new products that we design in-house, uh, I work with some of the other guys there at the shop, and uh, we uh, try and make cool stuff. Yeah, so you guys have a pretty good job. Yeah, I was going to say, it's looking to be quite an exciting holiday season for you guys, based on what we are currently seeing. We're going to get into a little bit of that today. Who else is joining us? Well, my name is Kevin McCleary. I'm the uh, product manager and team pilot manager for Ready RC. So. And then, of course, probably the one that everyone is familiar with who stayed quiet this entire time, and I'm still amazed that he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, AJ Gowen. I go by Ockbots. Um, I'm a drone, former drone racer, um, and I work for Ready RC. I do product video and support. So. Fantastic. And people may know you from somewhere else as well. Uh, and uh, it was this thing on TV. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Like, the DRL? Yeah, it was. Right. The drone <laughs> Yeah. I've been on there for a couple of seasons. 
Fantastic. Fantastic. And thank uh, once again, uh, all of you, we wanted to make sure that uh, on the actual show itself that we recorded, uh, a huge thank you to each and every single one of you for joining us on the show this evening. It means a heck of a lot to uh, Mike, Pat, and I that you've all joined us this evening and taken the time out of your very, very busy schedules this Christmas season to join us. Especially on a Sunday night when you should be hanging out with your families. Yes, yeah. absolutely. This is what we all live for. So thanks for having us. Right. <laughs> absolutely. And the funny thing is, I think we've been talking, talking to you about this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we've kind of had this show teed up for a little bit. Um, we've uh, I know AJ and I have been speaking at least since Flight Fest, and we wanted to get you guys on to chit chat about uh, Ready Made RC and a lot of things that are going on with you guys. But I think. Probably now is the best time to get you guys on because there are some really exciting things going on um, with ReadyMade. So we're just going to go ahead and jump in real quick here on a couple of follow-ups that we have from last week. So the first note I have is that we had no voicemails, but that's a lie because we do. And we'll save that for the end of the show because that's a gem. Um, and the other one is that we are so close to a thousand likes on Facebook and we would really, really like everybody's help. So if you guys could take some time now, hop onto Facebook and go ahead. Can you guys share our page? And we want to try and like hit 8,000 by the end of this year. That is our goal. So we're doing what's called the race to a thousand. And the goal is to get to a thousand likes. We don't know what we're doing when we get there. But we're going to celebrate somehow. <laughs> there, there, there may be a gift or something for the thousands. Exactly. We'll come up with like, something. We we'll, don't know we'll what yet. Out. We don't, we don't yeah. know. We'll exactly. It, it's on the table. And again, when do we ever plan anything over here, really? <laughs> so let, let's kind of dive right into this. So I, I think probably the best person to ask this is probably Tim. Um, where did ready-made RC come from? What what's the history of the company? Well, I'll try to keep this as short as I can because it's you know I don't want to bore everyone with the long story of the uh, of how it came to be. But uh, I guess uh, the quickest way to say it is back uh, in the mid two thousands, early two thousands, not long after uh, me and some other people started flying FPV, um, we uh, st started getting some people uh, looking for some pre-built systems and. Uh, you know, I, I had a full-time job doing other stuff, but, you know, decided, hey, you know, I'm spent a lot of money on the hobby, so I'm going to make a few uh, pre-made things uh, and sell them on eBay or sell them on uh, RC Groups Forum or some other places and um, and started selling a few things and uh, started building ready-made systems, hence the name, and uh, we're looking at you, Alec, Alex, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe? Maybe that <laughs> one? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, started building some systems, realized as I was going and started developing some pods and, uh, uh, you know, various parts and piecing things together that there was a need for this stuff on the market and started selling a few things on the side. And, uh, you know, that was the website was created right at the end of the end of 2008, beginning of 2009. And again, at the time, it was still just I'm just selling a few things to pay for the hobby. And um, and then. Uh, and then it just kind of evolved and grew and I had to make a choice, you know, do I want to work full time with the other job or do this? I had to commit and did this. That would have been, uh, well, I guess that'd have been about 2011 mm -hmm. and, um, left the full time job. The wife was scared. I was scared. Uh, you know, 
worked out of the basement for a little while, got a small uh, facility uh, for a little while, hired a person, hired another person. And, you know, I guess skip to a few years later and here we are, uh, you know, I've got all these guys working for me. I think I'm at uh, 15 employees now and uh, uh, 12,500 square foot facility and, you know, get to hang out with all these cool guys and uh, do this stuff. I don't fly as much as I used to anymore, but, you know, we still get to, you know, when we test fly, it's a good excuse for me to get out and, and fly. Things, so. Test crash. so what's that? Test crash. Test crash, yes. Test I, crash. I crash a lot, yeah. yes. I, I, I test the durability of the planes. There you um, go. <laughs> and the quads and everything else, yeah. But uh, so I guess that's, uh, you know, that's uh, as quick as I can make it for that story. Uh, you know, it's uh, enjoyed RC flying, was in FPV for a long time, uh, even before a lot of people knew what it was and have kind of seen the whole market uh, explode as people understand, uh, see and understand what FPV is. So uh, it's been fun. And uh you know, it's, uh, we'll see where it goes in the next few years. Uh, it's fantastic. That's, that's awesome. Excellent. So start with, um, so you guys were predominantly founded on the basis of FPV. So yeah. most of the things that you started to develop started to come through the FPV market. And of course, that was in the days of the long range system. So you guys weren't really developing on the 5.8 stuff, right, at the beginning? Right. You know, in the early days, yeah, everything was about fixed wing and, uh, you know, the, the quads really hadn't hit the market when we, when we first started. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it was all for every, and still to this day, everything we do is focused in some way around FPV, but, uh, we, we continue to expand it, um, expand it out. And, uh, you know, as it, as it can, as we can to other things in the hobby, um, we love flying other things too, but, you know, FPV is still our main focus. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I know, uh, God, I guess it was, uh, flight fest 14, the first one. Um, I actually bought my, uh, fat sharks and, uh, the camera and I still have, well, I don't have the fat sharks anymore. I actually gave them to a buddy of mine, but, uh, the original, uh, what were they or not original, but they were the, uh, the ones you guys had on sale. Um, what were they? The teleporter. Yep. Yeah, it had to have been a teleporter V2 and it had the old uh, Fat Shark real heavy aluminum frame camera and all that. Oh, yeah. I actually still have that, you know, the camera and the VTX and it still works. <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, we, we got a hold of one of the old immersion, uh, uh, I think it was a 2.4 video transmitter and it was massive. Mm -hmm. um, actually, no, it was there's an old 25 milliwatt um, immersion 5.8 transmitter and it it was probably about two and a half to three inches long, about two and a half, I don't know, about an inch and a half wide. It was massive, you know, this like 25 milliwatt. Now, you know, that, that would fit, uh, you know, a thumbnail size uh, transmitter. On oh, it's sitting on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I should have uh, grabbed a couple of things. <laughs> yeah. Show and tell, show and tell. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So I think the very, the very earliest I had ever heard of ready-made actually came from flight test and it kind of wasn't a, a, I don't want to say it was like a formal episode but they were featuring the lunar eclipse and that came from I think the episode premiered in 15 if I'm not mistaken um, just as the lunar eclipse had come out um, so what was the history of uh, ready made starting to work towards foam board models uh, sorry foam models 
Um, I'll, I'll take this one again. Uh, don't want to take over the whole thing. Let the other guys talk a little bit. But um, we uh, at that time we're starting to work with a few manufacturers and coming out with some of our own models. Uh, some of them were uh, custom designs. Some of them were were basically they they offered some things and uh, we OEM'd them. The Lunar Eclipse was one of those. The manufacturer actually already had that design. And originally we we looked at it. We're like, well, this isn't an FPV plane. It's just a you know just a fixed wing plane. But yeah, we'll fly it. We flew it. Was like, Wow, this plane flies really good. So we went ahead and had uh, had them built. Uh, you know, branded it Lunar Eclipse because the you know the Mooney company didn't uh, reply to us and we didn't want to use their name. So mm-hmm. uh, Lunar Eclipse Mooney is close enough, right? Yeah, Kevin, exactly. When I came up with that name, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. But uh, it- yeah, Kevin was there at the time. Uh, you know, I'd say you know as the time went on, you know, Kevin was one of the earlier employees. But yeah, he, uh, we we were we were. Uh, testing it out, flew it, it worked great. And then, yeah, we worked with uh, flight test guys and they did a episode on that and uh, some other of the early planes that we were coming out with at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah, like um, a, a feature of all of the ready-made RC available um, models that you were starting to do just because FPV was such a, or well, even to them, it was kind of a newer part of the hobby that was really becoming more and more mainstream. Uh, so just to kind of get the message out there. Um, so that's fantastic. So talking about evolving the company now past that point, what what then kind of led to the next progression and where did where did those early models then develop into ready made what we see today? Well, I think as time went on, you know, we, you know, there was a bit of a a focus for a while on on multi-rotor and um, I would have to say that the development of fixed wing slowed down for a while for us and for everyone else in general. Um, everyone focused on the, the drones and the you know the quads and racing and everything, which is great. And I, it's still a focus. But um, and I would say just uh, what a, time flies so fast in the hobby. But you know we started looking at it again and working with some manufacturers and uh, came out with a few new planes under the ready-made brand. Um, the uh, um, See, I'm trying to think. The uh, the the mini uh, Sky Hunter, the um, uh, Nano Sky Hunter. Sorry. Well, yeah, the Nano Sky Hunter is an awesome plane. Um, we have, you know, we yeah, the Mako. That was sorry. That was the name I was trying to trying to remember about that time, um, which did well. That would have been, I guess, two years ago. And then we've really um, over the past year, and you know, Alex has been a huge part of this. And then uh, we've had some outside help. Uh, with uh, some work on some plane designs. And it's just, I think we've really made a push now for some really uh, high performance, both either in how they fly or the speed uh, planes. And, you know, so we've come out with the Alatus and then the, um, and then the, uh, uh, the, what's that? Stratosurfer. Yeah, yeah, the Stratosurfer, um, you know, the, um, sorry, I'm just pulling a, complete blank on the names of all of our stuff here. What's going on? Um, the, the, goblin, the president the doesn't remember what? Yeah, yeah, just, uh, the, the goblin, I mean, that's that I was stuck on, uh, you know, obviously the goblin came out last year and then this year, the, the huge release that uh, people that have gotten their hands on these are really, really loving on them is the nano goblin. Um, you know, so there's just been, um, we also have had the recruit come out under the ready-made brand. So, um, you know, all these planes coming out uh, really with a focus on performance and quality, um, you know, and, and not, uh, you know, not just being satisfied with uh, some of the things we see on some of the, the cheap knockoff and cheap uh, planes that you get from other places. 
Right. Uh, we really, you know, these things are, are, you know, all of us get together and we really want these things to be the planes that we would want, you know, none of the shortcomings, none of the, the stupid garbage you got to deal with on some of these other planes, just good planes that already come ready to go and fly the way we want them to fly. Yeah. Well, and I think that, uh, that, that, that new Stratosurfer with that, uh, uh, polyethylene fuselage to me, that is fantastic idea i mean it's it's like a wiffle ball bat for lack mm -hmm. of a better you know and yep. I mean, you, you can crash that thing into whatever you want and you're not going to hurt it i mean other than kevin, the wings but kevin and alex were really took a hold of that and you know and, and um and and went with that and i think again that is if you look at it it's very similar to some of the early fpa style planes where we we're using easy stars yeah. and various surfers and stuff yeah. But it takes the ideas of various parts of those and just they they took it to the next level with everything. I mean, everything was built already upgraded. You know, and yeah. then, you know, it was a great idea with a fuselage. You know, maybe I should let those guys talk a little bit about uh, the process and uh, how they came up with it. It's funny you said it's uh, indestructible because at uh, Flight Fest South, I was uh, doing a demonstration and lost uh, lost signal and went right through the barbed wire and uh, it took off every control surface and wing and the fuselage survived it shot right through the fence and it had you <laughs> what time was that how did i miss it <laughs> i don't know it was the fence out there by the cows and uh, it was I had to climb around the side to get to, to get it back it was funny so it, there's a few that survived though so that's funny yeah i mean those those things are i mean they're i, I guess they're blow molded polyethylene are correct yeah yeah and we were yeah. using Taking off in the asphalt at most of our events, like our our uh, FPV fest and uh, the flight fest south, it's just it's so awesome to take off from asphalt and do touch and goes. Well, it, it's just so much more durable, and it it has infinitely more room inside of it than the like the original uh, Sky Surfer style plane that barely fit like a you know three S twenty two hundred was about as big as you could get without playing a bunch of games. Yeah. Uh, and then if you wanted to add any type of like an OSD or flight controller, there there was do it but it was you had to have either pretty small fingers or get pretty creative about how you were assembling things but mm -hmm. yeah that same style easy to fly plane and then we just we made it you know a room inside it and we made it a lot more durable uh we changed a little we changed like one of the easy things was the wingtips uh, the wing don't curl up quite as much as the original design that uh, allows this plane to be slightly more aerobatic Mm -hmm. I inverted and it doesn't try and roll out of it, um, but it still has the, you know, easy to fly self-stabilizing characteristics of the original. Yeah. Um, it's just pretty. Kept the, wingspan, kept the wingspan so it still fit in your car, but we also increased the cord by about 20 millimeters to, you know, add some more wing loading too. So. Right. A lot yeah. Of yeah. Things. And, and that has compared to the, as well. Yeah. That's compared yeah, to the. They're, they're, they're optional. Server. Yeah, that was compared. We we're talking about the comparisons. We had the RMRC surfer that was out, and it was a, it was a you know an OEM plane that we were building. Um, but yeah, that this evolved from that, and the the uh, all the Easy Star style. You know, I mean, the the whole start of ReadyMade was me hacking apart Easy Stars and trying to figure out how people could actually fit all this equipment in it. So, you know, that I guess it kind of I felt like we came back to the roots here when they uh, they uh, brought our direction back to that, and I feel like. When that, when the Stratosurfer and the Elatus came out, it was that began a really big push for us for some of these new designs. Yeah, um, it, was around, it was around that time we really started 
uh, pump, you know, Alex really just started digging in and uh, we started working with some new unique things and, uh, um, you know, there's, there's more stuff coming. So, yeah. And with that, um, I, I kind of want to, since we're talking about this, the, the uh, Stratosurfer as well, kind of going in because the Stratosurfer is labeled under the brand Strix. So do you guys want to talk a little bit about the Strix brand and kind of what your intentions are behind that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, you know, one of the things, you know, that brand awareness is, is important, but, um, you know, we want to be able to sell to other dealers. We, we don't want to, uh, you know, just be the only guys selling planes, but for people to be able to buy, uh, uh you know, models, they don't necessarily want to buy a brand that's, uh, advertising for a, a competitor. Um, so there's that. And then there's also just that we wanted a brand that started from scratch with a very specific purpose and a very specific, uh, brand that uh, that followed through to what what it meant with the quality of the products and so forth. Um, so we created the Strix brand with the goal of being high performance, high quality aircraft at a you know good price. You know they're not going to be the cheapest, but they're also not going to be the most expensive uh, aircraft. And it's a uh, and it's a brand to be used across all the products. So you know we have aircraft, we have uh, both fixed wing and multi rotor, we have electronics, cameras. Um, you know. Um, antennas coming out possibly soon um some other things very soon um so uh you know it's i, I think it's more of a you know you want to build up a reputation so people know what they're getting ready mm -hmm. uh, has a good name but um you know this was a very focused change in in, in how these products came about like i said kevin's uh being the uh uh um product manager and Alex being engineer have been a huge part of that. And uh, they were part of, Kevin was really the one who pushed hard to get this idea started. And, uh, um, you know, it's working out well. And I think the products that uh, hopefully everyone likes. What's that? And we finally got it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he put, he was pushing me for a long time actually to do it. Ready-made so, ready is a store and people, you know, or a website, but people know when people think ready-made, they think of the website, not necessarily as a, you know, performance brand. And so we wanted a, a short, easy to remember name that would stick in people's head that could, heads that could be marketed kind of on its own in addition to, um, you know, the products that it represented. But it Strix is not just a website or a, um, you know, a certain group of products. It is a, it's its own thing and uh, it has its own, I don't know, line of products and reputation that stands on its own and ready-made is you know, proud to carry it as, as well as all the other people that we distribute through. Sure. And I'd, and I'd be one of the first to, to admit that the name ready-made RC is pretty cheesy. So yeah. <laughs> when, when, when I created it, I really had no intention of, of, of it being a full-blown standalone business. You know, it was just a, Hey, I'm going to sell some planes that are ready to go. What should I call it? Oh, they're ready-made. All right. You know, so I'll throw up a web page and there you go. So never really had brand awareness in mind when, uh, when that name was, uh, uh, brought up. So, you know, let's Strix is cooler. Yeah. Now. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think people are now starting to, you know, really latch onto the Strix brand and, and follow and really follow everything that you guys are doing. And especially with the new releases of products that are coming in, I think people are really, following what you guys are doing. I think you have a really good model and a really good flow as to how it's all getting along. I think we just lost AJ for a hot second. Yeah, we so did. <laughs> come back uh, here in just a sec. <laughs> um, so with that, 
you guys, uh, you had mentioned um, quadcopter stuff, and it's a shame that AJ disappeared at this moment because I was going to say. Um, <laughs> so, what is the next development for Strix in terms of multi-rotor stuff? Um, is it an area that you guys are pushing to develop closer toward? Um, what 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 are the multi-rotor part of Strix look like, and where is that moving? Since AJ's back, why doesn't he talk about that? I miss most of this, obviously, but uh, I'm pretty sure we're talking about quads. Um, yeah. <laughs> luckily, um, yeah. So we Strix originally came out with the Octu 10, which was just something that we had already kind of developed with the Gobi and the Hellbender. Mm -hmm. 10 is ready to see, but we combined all the features um, that I liked, wanted to see in a quad. Uh, so we came with the Octu 10. Now it's kind of switched to top mount frames, and uh, especially for freestyle, I've kind of see myself gravitating towards freestyle more. So I wanted to see personally a drop deck, a top mount battery frame. Uh, and that's kind of what we're working on right now. So we've had several rounds of prototypes. We're in production phase right now. Uh, we expect to see a new freestyle frame from Strix uh, that's going to be super high quality, have all the best features, uh, and be really good at price-wise. So that's, that's kind of what we're working on right now. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems to be the hot ticket item right now is those low <laughs> low freestyle style frames yeah now the, you know real low center of gravity where you mm -hmm. got the battery right there in line so yeah so and you've been doing quite a bit of six inch stuff aj recently as well so can we expect to see something in the six inch range as well as the five inch that's a possibility uh right now our focus is to get the five inch out i'm sure um we definitely have the uh, RMRC Valorum, and we have six and seven inch arms ready for that. Uh, and that's in stores now. And the best part about that is it's 18 bucks for the frame, uh, a few bucks for the longer arms. So if you wanted to get something like that right now, you could. Um, for this frame, I'm sure we'll see at least a six inch, especially with uh, all these great new props coming out from HQ, uh, some other manufacturers as well. Uh, six inches finally got on the, the right path with lightweight props that perform like five inch. Mm -hmm. um, now, if only seven inch, seven inch would go there because seven inch, there's nothing out there for seven inch. Sure. Unless you want Jello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be the uh, the common theme with seven inch frames right now is just getting the the prop. Right. I think GWS is the only one who's currently producing a seven inch prop that can actually do anything useful. Um, it's, it's funny how this has gone full circle because uh, we through this size phase already <laughs> with, with the multi rotor. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a, How long will it be yeah. toward about eight inch, which is all the props that we just closed out? Eight yeah. inches just turned <laughs> in. and, and that and that's just it. <laughs> I think it's funny because I think you know when things were bigger, they were more stable, and as flight control technology developed, the ability to get more and more acrobatic style flying came into be and so everyone went for the smaller and smaller thing and so i think two inch became a development of that whole premise and now everyone's like well no bigger flies better so we must get bigger props and people were trying and experimenting with six inch loved it went to seven and hey presto we're getting the same issues again yeah so now, now it's we want those long flight times to be able to reach out yeah. there you know yeah. I mean, it's like it's like Tim said that we've already been there at the long range game for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, That's but right. It's, it's, some of the a lot of the people that came into this, you know, came in in these racing quads, and they they didn't see the 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 
the bit little larger quads or fixed wing for that matter. And, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of them show a lot of interest in that. Yeah, no, it's true. Are you seeing, uh, it, it may be tough to see on your end, but are you seeing a lot of people kind of going from wings to quads or are you seeing kind of a shift the other way where people are on your end, instead of buying the quad stuff, they're shifting more towards the wings because of the things that you guys are doing with the Strata server and um, other things in the Strikes brand? We're seeing a lot of people switch from quads to uh, wings with the recruit we released. A lot of people who ordered it hadn't really flown much fixed wing, and we saw that with the questions they were asking. They didn't know a lot about it, um, how to fix it, things like they, a normal wing pilot would probably already know. These quad pilots had no idea. So it, the, the recruit has really done well for us for uh, transferring over a lot of quad pilots, and they're now evolving into the uh, faster planes uh, like the you know, Goblin and, of course, the Goblin. So it's, it's been good for us for that. Yeah, I, it feels like to me that there's more of a switch from, from multi-rotor to fixed wing than the other way around. I think the, the fixed wing to multi-rotor happened, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, you know, and that saturated from that market. Then all the, the new people saw, you know, they saw AJ on uh, DRL and, uh, you know, and uh, said, ah, man, I want to do that kind of stuff. And, uh, um, you know, and it brought a lot of people in that had never flown anything. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, now they're now they're looking around to see what else they can do because you know as fun as it is, everyone always wants to try something different. And uh, you know, fixed wing fixed wing is cool. And I you know personally, I I love flying fixed wing. That's my go to uh, type of flying right now. Yeah, and I, I think it's especially apparent, especially in the types of wings that you guys are bringing out. You know, the Goblin is a very very simple airframe. Um, being a bank and yank two servos, very, very easy to set up. Um, similar part set to a multi-rotor as well. Um, so it's easy for quad pilots to kind of get into the wing scene. And that's especially apparent. And I'm really, really excited about this. Um, and I've, be, I've been really trying to calm myself down because the, the Nano Goblin is the coolest stinking plane I've ever seen. So, all right, let, let's talk about the Nano Goblin. Tell us everything we need to know. I will say this, that we have collectively all, I think, had more fun testing a product with this specific product than anything we've ever flown. Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, you know, Kevin uh, and Alex and, and AJ, you know, AJ's gotten back into flying, uh, you know, more fixed wing, I think, lately with with this. And and everyone has been, everyone that sees it and gets to fly it is, it just wants so bad to have one. And we are trying to get them here as fast as we can. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I guess, why don't uh, Alex or Kevin, why don't one of you guys talk about how that kind of evolved, well, came to be? Well, we had we had the big goblin. Uh, which was um, designed by um, someone that we have been working with for a while. Uh, and he, so we had the Goblin, we made it, and um, it was, you know, really fast, really efficient, um, very precision-oriented, um, something that was pretty, pretty new to the market honestly there's never been a plane that was quite that fast and slippery and agile and etc whatever you want to call it but then we realized that you know well this is fun but it's uh you know it's kind of like flying a fighter jet you need like a big space to fly it uh you need 
to like you know have your ground station set up you got to be like really ready to partake in something that's about to be pretty wild and it uh sometimes people want to just want something simpler something that's easier something that they can fly in a smaller space and stuff like that and so we started talking to the guy i started talking to the guy that designed the original goblin and um i said well so we're, we're, we're thinking about something that you know is smaller and we want uh we want to be able to fly in you know a small park or your backyard and you know we want to keep the precision and high efficiency of the goblin but we just we don't need to go so fast necessarily and so we we talked for hours and hours and hours and came up with the what is now the nano goblin and it's it really i think has done a great job of keeping the um, original um, efficiency precision uh, characteristics of the big goblin but now you can fly at like I don't know about 12 miles an hour with before you hit a stall and you can find your backyard you can launch and land in no space at all and uh, you can fly we're getting over our flight times with a two cell lithium-ion battery pack and it's wild it, I mean it's, <laughs> it's the most fun thing I mean I, I got the original prototype and I was just having a blast with that thing. I was flying it for almost an hour, like every single night. And I was just having the most fun in the world. And I kept telling everyone at work about how great this thing was. And like, okay, yeah, well, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait until is... you try it. <laughs> it's like almost, here, hold my beer. <laughs> I I think this is the most fun, and that's the key word, just fun. This is the most fun you can have with an airplane. It's not, you know, if fun is your goal, then that is the plane for you. And so we, you know, I had some other people fly it, and, you know, they were all right, all right. All right. But then I, I quickly took it back because I didn't want them to crash it, and it was the only one and whatever. <laughs> So, but I, I pushed hard to have the first samples made, and then once we did, then Kevin started flying more, and Tim started flying more, and some of the other guys, and then everyone finally kind of had this revelation that, like, wow, we really, we really got something here, and um, and you know, it's under 250 grams, and it it, it just really turned out to be a, a great thing, and uh, we've all just had an incredible time throughout the design process and the testing process, we've been testing this thing for, I don't even know how many months. And, um, All year. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, I guess it probably has been about a year. Wow. Yeah, I know it's, yeah, it's been yeah, just about a year. And um, so it, it's just been a really, really fun plane for us. And uh, I think that everyone that has flown it for any period of time has enjoyed fixed fixed wing in a whole new way than uh, they have before so you know one of the things that jumped out to me is you know a lot of times the small planes are you, you go out and oh there's a five mile an hour wind i better not fly you mm -hmm. know the smaller you know just these micro planes that you get because they're they're so light and they just kind of float around and this is just nothing like that I, you know this is a plane that i've flown in 
you know, we've all, I think, flown in conditions that we probably wouldn't want to fly a larger plane in. Yeah. Um, and, and it just cuts through it. You know, it's still going to get bounced around, but you have so much control that it's just mm-hmm. you fly right through it. You can still fly under obstacles and fly under branches and stuff. Sure. Kevin's it- crashed mine, I don't know how many times, and, you know, just keep throwing it back up in the air. I mean, Kevin crashes all the time. So. You know. <laughs> Now one one <laughs> a flying wing does it have that really annoying wing waggle? No, I, I you'll see if you watch some videos you'll see a little bit. Of, you know, it's going to get bobbed a little bit, but it doesn't waggle like uh, you see a lot of the the standard fixed wings. I think Alex was getting ready to say something there too. It looked like yeah, I, it really it it depends on how you uh, you know how how susceptible you are to it but it really it really doesn't i mean if you know it, it depends on the conditions if you have a crosswind then you're going to see a little bit of head shake side to side but for the most part that thing really well and the, the dual ends uh it, it really straightens it out pretty well so as long as you have power mm-hmm. and you're not in a heavy wind condition then you're not going to experience any significant way I was going to say, with the Goblin, the original Goblin that we came out with, um, I hadn't flown wings in forever. Uh, and that plane got me back into it, specifically because you could run an HD camera and not have that tail wag that you always see in planes. That's mm-hmm. what I've never... Like, like planes, it made me nauseous. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But with the Goblin, you go out and dive them out, get amazing footage, throw it up on YouTube, and you know it looks like a quad flown it almost. Uh, and the same thing goes with the Nano Goblin. Now you can throw a run cam split in there and get amazing aerial footage, HD footage, uh, without that waggle. So that's that's why I like both of those goblins so much. Oh, that's fantastic. See, I didn't know that the Nano Goblin had the ability to take the uh, the split. That's really... Well, I guess there's enough... That cavity in the nose is gigantic, first of all. Um, I, I got to see the one that you guys brought down to Flight Fest South, and I was astounded at how big that uh, that center um, well is for the battery. Um, and you, you're saying on a two cell, you're getting up to an hour. Is that on 18650s, or is there, there a particular size that you're going for on those lithium-ions? We, we uh, sell uh, the, the Strix, uh, I guess it's a 3200 milliamp hour two cell. Uh, 18650 pack um and i think the the record we've seen with that battery is like one hour and 10 minutes or work when it was windy and he did uh he was just out there flying around in circles but he was still flying pretty <clears throat> aggressively for as windy as it and, was <laughs> And realize that these 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 battery packs actually came from our our uh, goggle packs. We for a long time we were using <laughs> goggle packs, our our our, uh, our lithium ion goggle packs with the you know just snipping the plug and replacing it with a you know XT thirty or something. Prototype and, I used a barrel plug. That's right. We used a barrel plug. And it, so, you know, well, you have a plane that can. That, plug weighed so much that I had to tape it down in place so that it didn't throw off the CG of the whole plane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's astounding. That's well, so I'm sure most of you have seen probably the this the pro, one of the promo videos uh, oh, we yeah. did the Nano Goblin and it it was kind of fun. Um, a large portion of that 
footage was all shot from Kevin's plane and we were shooting for an entire afternoon and it was the entire afternoon was on one battery pack on Kevin's plane. We wow. did how many different takes, um, Unbelievable. but you know, we were shooting for four hours and obviously it wasn't flying the entire time, but it was, he never even stopped to recharge. He just kept throwing it up in the air. And it's, it's great. Like you have one battery and you can fly for an entire afternoon. Literally, it, it is the plane with your transmitter and your goggles sitting in the front seat of your car that you can just have there charged up because it's a lithium-ion. You don't have to worry about a lipo exploding on your front seat. You can just have it sitting there ready to go and throw it up whenever you get a free moment. This is like the lunchtime flying plane. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's why I come back to the saying that if if fun is what you're after, then it's really the plane for you because it. I love personally. I love flying really big planes, like Anaconda, and we have some other stuff in the works, and just in the Air Titan and other. I love big planes. I think they're really really fun. But um, to be honest, it, it is a bother to lug around a big ground station, and you gotta have you know all the stuff associated with really big planes. You have massive batteries that got to charge forever. You got to, you know, triple check everything to make sure that it's not going to fall out of the air or fly away or, you know, mm -hmm. planes just inherently have a lot more baggage, if you will. And that, you know, it's not a bad thing, but it, it definitely makes the whole flying experience a lot more of like an ordeal. And the Nano Goblin is just something that you can just have in the in the passenger seat and yeah if you have 20 minutes of lunch go fly and you know it's just with a easy 5-8 system and you just do whatever you want you don't need a ground station you don't need all the extra stuff that you do with big planes and you can just really have fun with it yeah uh, and that is that is just it. it it's just such a great and and for quad pilots we were just talking about the transition from a quad pilot to get into a fixed wing doesn't it run a t-motor um on the back of it as well so it's just like a quad size motor actually a, a cobra motor that we cobra. had uh, yeah so it's a what a kevin a 1407 yep i think so it's nothing I think <laughs> on a pause prop. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're cutting it out there, Alex. Yeah, say, say, say what you were saying again, Kevin. I'd say 1407, 3700 kV on a three inch prop. So it's a multi rotor motor. So another thing we'd like to do with these planes is uh, use components that would typically be used in multi rotors and put them in our planes. Makes, makes the Makes those guys feel more comfortable for transitioning over. That's why you see the recruit has a 2204, and we use the 1407 and the Goblin with a you know, typical five millimeter shaft. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to Jim Bang for giving us samples at Muncie International Open. We get to play <laughs> with those and use them before they were out. Oh, that's yeah. great. So it's a gem fan on the back of that as well. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Three bladed gem fan. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's fun. So it's just, again, it's just that really quick and easy, can sit and live on the front seat of your car, and it, it just takes one of those quick cameras, all-in-ones, and you even said that it can take a split to yeah, take Peter, HD footage. Yeah, 
Peter has one with a split. He even has a vector, a micro vector with GPS. Uh, <laughs> it's the yeah. whole setup, and it's under it's What's under grams. Yeah, Alex, Alex has, a, has a, a he has a micro uh, like with the mini Pixhawk, right? Or the or no? What is he running? He's Alec has well, well, no. he Alec has a micro vector in his personal one. But oh, okay. One we've been testing. Yeah, we've put a uh, a micro Pixhawk in it, and we've been testing uh, doing some autonomous. Uh, stuff with that, which is really neat because when you have a plane that weighs under 250 grams and can fly completely autonomously, it's uh, it's a pretty neat trick. So that is oh, that's slick. amazing. Full OSD and everything that you would want out of it. Yeah, and I think we managed to get it under 250, even with the extra uh, equipment in there. At least it was really close. If we didn't make it under, yeah. it was 249 and a half. We took off the decal. <laughs> <laughs> took, off, took off the hat. A little carbon fiber hatch piece, we took that off, and uh, it, it was barely under. But it was under 250 with the micro vector and ready to fly. So, wow, you can do it. Uh, see, and that's just the ticket is even if people don't, well, whenever we get this registration back, to heck who knows. Um, but it gives you the ability to fly under that weight limit successfully and still have all of those incredible features i mean right. granted the the run cam swift uh, split i'm sorry really helps the hd sure. uh, and i'm sure a lot of the footage that you guys captured uh for that promo um was taken off of the, the split um actually no really <laughs> yeah actually no it was all regular uh micro the first uh, one yeah that's yeah, it's incredible we, at that time, we hadn't really played with that yet, and uh, we just were using the all-in-one setups. But now, that's where everyone's starting to move to is the split. Yeah, let's just hope that they come out with instead of the thirty by thirty, that they come out with a twenty by twenty. Watch. So, so Louis uh, <laughs> uh, says, uh, Louis Rusi says, I have friends in low places. How fast can I get one? Um, <laughs> we uh, and, and yeah, I just so, told him that the friends need them first. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> The friends so, definitely need him first. <laughs> I'll use I'll use him to segue into that part of it because I know we were, we were going to talk about that. So um, you know we we have had have had an express option available that basically uh, the people that really wanted them bad could pay the extra air fee uh, to get them shipped air to us from our manufacturer instead of taking the literal slow boat the ocean shipment. Um, we actually uh, wound up having uh, we shipped. Uh, a larger batch than those that actually ordered that via air. We are still waiting for them all to show up because the post office does amazing and strange things and is taking forever to literally minivan drive them from Cincinnati two or three cases at a time uh, to Columbus. I have no idea why, but um, but uh, so uh, we've been trickling them out as they've been uh, coming in and we still haven't quite filled all of the express options um, for people that have ordered them. But if there still are some available so that, you know, if you order it with the express option, you still get it when the post office does get it to us uh, in the order uh, that the orders were placed. For those waiting for the slow boat, um, it's going to be really close to Christmas time. Um, I don't think I would trust getting your plane by Christmas if you're doing the ocean, the slow boat version. Um, just because all it takes is customs, you know, want to take a closer look at it in, uh, you know, a couple days and there you go. Um, but we, we should have, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have, uh, we 
we, we went up to a couple hundred uh, of uh, the express option shipped. And I think there's probably 20 or 30 left uh, that will fill that. I, don't, I haven't looked uh, since last week, but so, you know, go to the site and uh, you'll see an express option, express option there. You choose that, you're going to get one of those that's coming faster through the U.S. mail to us. Uh, we call that the uh, the Honda Odyssey Express because they're actually using Honda Odysseys to bring them from Cincinnati to us. <laughs> I, 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 that is a whole story by itself. I'm still amazed that that they can deliver anything at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and so close to Christmas, you'd expect I, them to be a little bit more on their game. No. I don't understand why a minivan is the only option. I know they have big trucks. I'm really confused as to what they're doing with these things. But uh, <laughs> they are one once a day driving a minivan to Cincinnati and coming back up to our post office. So, uh, oh they call me and we drive over in our van and get them every day. Yeah, they don't even deliver them. We have to go pick them up because, you know, their trucks aren't big enough, I guess, to hold these. And, uh, yeah, and we want to get, and we want to get them. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, right. I, I'll be right out. Right. Just don't choose U.S. Postal Service for shipping right now. They are, yeah. They're no, really, I, really bad. Um, no, I mean, for the holidays, yeah. stuff's just not going anywhere. Just uh, any, not even from us anywhere. I just I wouldn't choose it at all if you're right by Christmas. Mm -hmm. well, Tim, you mentioned uh, customs delays, and remember with the uh, the first batch of goblins, we had a, uh, a customs delay because the fish and wildlife wanted to take a closer look at our container, and it delayed it a week because they thought it was actually fish inside there. If you look at the side profile of the full-size goblin with the plastic fuselage, I'm sure it showed up in their x-ray machine. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we, we, we know that that container got x-rayed because it, they, it got flagged for the x-ray, and that takes an extra day or two. Immediately after, I, I looked. I looked at the status, and it says it's on a it's on hold for a visual check with Fish and Wildlife. <laughs> what? And we started thinking about it. And we're like, no, there's no way. They look just like fish when you get the cry. You know, you see a, you know hundreds of planes from a side view and an X-ray, and like, they've got a whole school of fish in there, <laughs> all lined up in perfect rows too. <laughs> Well, I think we have a show title, guys. Hold fish and wildlife. I'm surprised they didn't hold our shipment of anacondas the last time, you know, because <laughs> just because of uh, the name, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord, that's funny. So uh, I'm really glad to hear that you guys have actually got them on the boats. They're coming in, so people can start to see them by the new year. That's that's super exciting. Um, so with that, um, let, let's kind of poke, poke at the bear a little bit. Have you guys got any sneak peeks or anything that you kind of want to talk about, um, get some hype out about something that we can expect to see from you guys in the new year? In the new year? Wow. AJ, um, do you have one? I don't. I didn't bring it with me from work. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah. yeah, we yeah we should have done this from work, right, guys? Let's go. <laughs> we'll go. Let's go. <laughs> I do have a new um, fidget toy at work, though, that I play with and annoy everyone with at work. It's their first prototype. It's going to be a new tool, uh, specifically for multi rotor pilots, um, but it can be used for from anyone, and it's going to be great for, say, like our Strix tactical flight pack. We have a backpack that we make, um, and it's a perfect multi tool for traveling, small. Um, and it covers all your bases for 
uh, a typical metric multi-rotor. So that's going to be pretty sweet. I was hoping I, I should have brought it so I could at least give a sneak peek, but <laughs> I mean, about unpreparedness. You know, we're, we're always working on new things and, you know, in the various stages, I mean, we will have something that's coming out here probably Monday or Tuesday uh, um, with, uh, I'll just say they'll, they'll be antennas. We'll leave it at that. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the name later. Um, and, uh, and then we also have some new motors. I don't know, Kevin, do you, uh, do you have anything to show off? Well, I have some antennas if you want to show them. Ooh, I don't know, Tim. I got a commission from the boss here. <laughs> I don't know. We uh, we if we if we do if we do that, we're gonna have to go into a lot of discussion. Let's go ahead. That's fine. Ooh, okay. So, uh, Ooh, well, oh, wait, 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 wait. Turn that <laughs> on its head. Okay. So basically, for those who are listening but uh, can't see what we're seeing. It's essentially a square antenna with a rather large divot um, on the very top that looks like it's almost got a bowl in it. Um, that's very interesting. So explained. I'm assuming that's a 5.8 antenna. <laughs> ahead, we actually, uh, yeah. All right, we'll go into the whole story of this one. Um, so we actually worked in conjunction with TrueRC. Um, there's an antenna design that's actually been around, and it's it's like so much in this hobby. These some of these. Uh, most of the antenna designs being used have come from things that have been around in the either military or amateur radio world for years. This one actually originated, we traced it back to the 40s. Uh, it's called a Lindenblad antenna. Um, and it, uh, it's some, some people have been fooling around with it in the FP world since uh, I think around 2012. We saw some people talking about it on forums and trying some things. We worked with Hugo up at TrueRC and he, uh, he got some new design software and simulation software that was able to do some new things uh, with that Lindenblad design to, uh, to couple the, the signal uh, from the from the feed line to the elements um, that hasn't been done uh, before on any antenna, I don't believe, for FPV, but uh, at least uh, definitely in this similar uh, size antennas. And basically, uh, we have this antenna. It's uh, multiple elements inside, which gives it the shape uh, that it is. Um, special feed lines that actually uh, cause it to be super efficient. Uh, we're talking, uh, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me now, but the <laughs> super low lots going right into it, uh, better than pretty much any antenna that's out there. Um, and the SWR. Yeah, the charts. SWR is, oh, is really good. Know. And excellent uh, axial ratio, which means it's very circular, which helps uh, reduce the reflections. Um, so, and it's a super lightweight case. It's a, uh, it's a made out of the same type of uh, uh, polycarbonate material that props are made out of. Oh wow! Uh, so you know, it's a, it's lightweight, uh, you know, case, uh, very durable. Um, performance is great. Nine point five grams. Yeah, oh, it's very light. Okay. And um, you know. And because you're getting so much of that signal, you know, a lot of people don't realize that you know, a lot of antennas, the signal doesn't even make it to the antenna itself. It reflects back sure. or just, just gets lost in the, uh, the, the transition to the antenna elements. But because so much of that signal makes it to the antenna or vice versa from the antenna down, um, you wind up increasing your range, increasing your performance. So um, this is an incredible antenna. They, they're, they're actually going to... I believe we're going to have everything together to have these going out probably on Monday or Tuesday. Wow. So, um, so yeah, 
we haven't, you know, sometimes some products we hype a lot ahead of time, and sometimes we just kind of surprise everyone with them. So this one's yeah, uh, this is a big surprise. Up, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like the Goblin, right? We've been talking about it, uh, sure. you know, for, for a long time. Well, the, these are these are ready to ship. Um, so uh, unbelievable! Yeah. Wow. Very nice. So, um, yeah, this I, and I guess uh, we'll go ahead and throw this out because we uh, we finally uh, just uh, zeroed in on the price. They're going to be nine ninety nine a piece. Wow. So, uh, and realize that these are uh, the um, the the PCBs inside were actually made here in North America in Canada. Um, and then they were assembled uh, by our manufacturer in China. So, you know, it's not just uh, the cheap stuff thrown together. This is uh, good stuff. We have an incredibly good manufacturer that we work closely with on a lot of products, and uh, they QC them and uh, really uh, do top-notch work for us. And uh, and you'll you'll see it uh, when you when you get these. Um, sure. And I guess we we'll go ahead and, and uh, talk about the antenna. Uh, talk about the name. Sorry, I think I yeah. talked on top of you there. Oh, that's okay. But the, but, uh, you know, being there's there the ask is is it designed for um, transmitting and receiving, or is it receiving right. only? It's both. Yeah, okay. it, it's uh, it's omnidirectional. So uh, any any situation where you'd want to omni, mm -hmm. and so being that Strix is an owl, we we decided to call this the uh, the hoot antenna. Uh, <laughs> uh, therefore, you will have the uh, the left hand the hoot owl, and then you'll have the right hand the hoot r the hooter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like so uh, you know, make sure you use this pair of hooters uh, for the best reception. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. Great, that's some it. very oh, clever marketing that. right there. Let's go on the listing. Yeah, uh, Alex, oh. you said something. I couldn't hear you. Yeah, I said you remember we were talking about branding and marketing and stuff. You know. Yeah, we have to set a precedence with this. Uh, you know. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. So, uh, so on, and yeah, we also have uh, some motors that are coming up. Kevin, you want to talk a little bit about those? I guess. Uh, well, those I, just, are uh, I just pasted two pictures in our Facebook chat. Of course, the listeners uh, can't hear it or see it. Yep. I don't know if you guys can. On Do you the, want uh, me to share my screen and I can show these guys off? Uh, give me one second, guys. I will just set this up. Pause. <laughs> Fifty-seven. So basically, this is the this is a motor made uh, by Cobra for us, and it's uh, similar to their Champion series, the CP motors. They're 2207, 2450 kV, and it's uh, we're calling them the six shooters. If you look at the top of the the, uh, the motor, I see that. Yeah, uh, you know, like a revolver a little bit at the, the front of the cylinder. I'm talking about this. I know that these are your this is your favorite motor size uh, currently with the Cobra. Do you want to add anything? Did you say me? Because you cut yeah, out there broke for, up for a second. Yeah, it was you yeah no, that's just, uh, so. Yeah, uh, I started working with Cobra back in January of this year, so almost a full year now. Um, and I tried several of their motors. I fell in love with this specific particular size and KV, and I've been using it all year for every single rig that I have. Uh, five and six inch um, been very happy and then Cobra and you know uh, ready-made RC they wanted to work together even more obviously we've been using their motors in a lot of our planes um, so they we've been working together with that and so they finally I guess Kevin you went to the idea went to them with the idea of this motor um, and I was all for it because like I said I love that size I love that KV and the performance is the best out there in my opinion I've tried all the T motors all the other junk, and this is still my favorite motor by far. 
So you guys are the first ones to see this outside of ready-made. What do you guys uh, think of the design? I the like looks the of looks. They're, they're I was going to say, Mike, why don't you kick off what your well, I, they're, initials are? They're, they're really nice looking. Um, I, I could absolutely see these on a quad right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, my uh, thing might crash. Hang on one sec, guys. Sorry. I may lose you. Oh boy. Okay. It's it's the browser that's trying to crash out because I'm trying to screen share the images that you guys sent over. Uh there it goes. Okay, it did do it. Um so yeah, we managed to get the screen out, uh guys. Uh so what was the I, I'm sorry, I missed it when you guys were talking status size. What was the status size on this? Twenty two oh seven, twenty four fifty KB. Oh oh that oh yeah. <laughs> so those are those are golden numbers that you're talking about. Uh, I'm currently flying a twenty two oh five twenty three hundred, um, and I really like that combination. So just having a little bit more stator for the high end, um, but not going crazy crazy town on the KB is something that's ringing bells in my ears. Um, so have, have you tested this through um, through five and six inch, or is this specifically designed uh, for um, the five inch? So me primarily, I run it on five inch, but I have used it on six inch. It's not the most efficient motor for a six inch. However, it's still one of my favorites, like I said, uh, tons sure. of power. Um, you get that pop when you need it, but it's not uncontrollable. It's just got the torque when you need it, uh, but it's still smooth. So especially with the new HQ six yeah. by three by threes, it's pretty much a perfect combo in my opinion. Oh, that's fantastic! So you're trying to use this as the as a, a new break in for the five inch. Um, and is do you see this as more of a freestyle motor, or is this a, a racing motor, or somewhat kind of in between? So again, this is the same motor, basically the same internals, I would say, as the Cobra that I've been using all year long, uh, and I use them for racing and freestyle. Um, in my opinion, it's perfect for both uh, equally. So that's a good uh, crossover, sure. Yeah. It's yeah. you said ten grams lighter. Uh, two, two, two. <laughs> I was gonna say ten. Where'd you save that weight? Two, two times four. So we use helium filled yeah. windings. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna it's say the new hype. You're working yeah. some wizardry there if you're getting ten grams out of each one. Um, <laughs> um, I also see that you have elected for a naked bottom aka pantless design on this one um again th this seems to be uh, a trend um the big question that i have are you going 16 by 14 spacing or are you keeping it 14 by 14 first off we can i say something go for it we, we started the pantless trend with <laughs> the new hype train motors the ready-made rc rifles yes That's right Yes, that's true. <laughs> and that was that was earlier in the year because I was having a look at the rifles. Yeah. And we took so much flack for that too. We had so many complaints with people saying, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna rip out the windings. You're gonna get dirt caught inside." <laughs> and now look around. Everyone has pantless motors. I don't understand what the big deal was. Uh, no one has pants okay. anywhere. No, clearly <laughs> none of you live in Central Florida where we have Spanish moss literally everywhere. Um, so yeah, you've never got Spanish moss caught in the pantless ones. Um, that's my biggest gripe with the new Hyperlites that I have. Um, but that being said, that's a very small 
niche of people you're talking about versus the rest of the world. Frankly, they're easier to install. You can see right through. They're easier to clean out pantless. So I think yes. definitely made a good move there. To me, that's the big thing is, is yeah. cleaning them out when you do get, get them dirty. Yeah. See, the rest of the U.S. doesn't deal with... Right. Well, Mike, we was saying, see, here in Florida, we deal with sand and motors. Up where you guys all live, you deal with mud in your motors. <laughs> no, mud, dirt, clay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what that is. I, I'm lucky because all I do is tap, tap, tap. All the sand drops right out. <laughs> all right, I'm and gonna. Then, go ahead. I think any any kind of motor, whether it has the pants or not, is gonna it winds up with dirt in it. So you know, in this way, in this case, you can actually get to it and pull it out of. And and that's why I like the 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 pantsless motors is because you can clean them out easier. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's great. How um, are they? Cop I'm assuming they're just standard copper windings on the inside. Yeah, I think we're all waiting yeah. for your answer. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's so uh, little uh, difference uh, in in performance, but cost makes a big difference going to some sure. other materials. Yeah, yeah. These are copper. Sure, fantastic. And, and I'm assuming they're the curved magnets on these as well. Kevin, you uh, you spec these all out. Uh, I believe so. The N fifty twos, right? Kevin, you with us? Yes. I'm sorry, it was uh, you cut out there for a minute there. Um, <laughs> N fifty two curved magnets, right? The curve magnets too, I think, right on the CPs. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just These are my best guys in show. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, they're. These are yeah. my best guys here. <laughs> Tim, you built a solid team. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling there may be a meeting tomorrow morning. <laughs> you guys aren't allowed to do another podcast no, ever again. <laughs> I do the double blind plus placebo testing. I don't ever look at the stuff. I just. <laughs> <laughs> they spin propellers. They work. Hmm. Must be good. <laughs> look at that. Kevin sent you a picture. Uh, yeah. Well, you can't see the magnets in that, Kevin. So, But look how nice and clean the windings are. Yeah. That is a production, a final production motor. So, Oh, that's fantastic. Um, um, yeah. So do you guys have a release date on these yet? Um, well, they're supposed to be shipping to us maybe in another week or so. So um, we'll have them on there probably in two weeks, I would uh, say, on our website. And um, with that being said, price point, are we looking very similar in terms of the strokes, price, and quality? Uh, I think they're $24.99 on these. Okay. That's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. high performance, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's right on par with a lot of the Moses that are out there, um, especially you know the light specs from Emacs. You're you're right on par with that. Um, so uh, and for especially for a crossover, the state of size that it is, uh, you cannot beat that price. That is phenomenal, and, and the looks. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Moser with that look as well. That's absolutely phenomenal. Very very. Uh... Very Strixy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, throw them on the Octu-10 or the new Strix uh, frame that we have coming out, and it's going to be perfect. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the new Strix frame we talked about. See, this is definitely an opportunity for us to mention all the new cool things. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we jumped on it a little bit. Do you have a, a name picked out, AJ? Uh, I believe we've universally decided. Uh, is that something that we can drop? 
yeah, the name of the frame. That's fine. Yeah, uh, I believe we're going to call it the Screech. Screech. Uh, the screech. Ooh. Not, not saved by the bell. Screech. <laughs> well, I was going to say, let's hope not. <laughs> so wait, wait a second. What? Well, well, I'm sorry, I didn't catch the the uh, rife. What was the name of the Moses? I'm sorry. Well, six, six shooters. shooters. Like, six uh, shooters. Six. So you got a six shooter with the new hoot. On the screech. Fantastic! Yeah, this is a great <laughs> night. I'm really enjoying this. The names are amazing. You guys definitely uh, following the owl terminology is. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think you guys have got a really strong brand that you're really doing some creative things with, and yeah, I just I'm having a look, and that looks phenomenal. That motor. Um, the uh, the paint on it, the Strix logo, it, it just looks so clean. Um, and finding motors of any color of any kind can be hard, um, but uh, I know I, a lot of pilots like to use big, sharp pop colors on the motors, the oranges. Yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> I, I like that. We have to give a shout out to... Yeah, it is. So they, they went through about four or five runs trying to get the anodizing right, and they finally came out with this, so... We're pretty happy with that. We have to give a big shout out to Ryan who did the, well, he came up with the original uh, Strix logo, but he does a lot of our graphics and he did, he did a good job with that uh, design on that logo. It looks great on the motors. Yeah. Mr. Noise. Mr. Noise. (laughs) Oh, that's phenomenal. So yeah, I, and that's just on the multi-rotor side. That's not even going into the plane. So and, and that was kind of funny because I was going to ask you if if you guys are expanding the multi rotor line at all. Um, you know, with um, I, I I really wanted to make sure I brought this up because you guys work so closely uh, with Project Blue Falcon, and we want to take a second just to um, take a second to remember Project Blue Falcon and all the incredible videos that he pumped out on the partnership with ReadyMade RC that he had and pushing some incredible products that you guys had at the beginning of this year. Um, so with that being said, you guys have continued to develop the Strix line of multi-rotor products, um, which is incredible. So th- this is coming completely full circle. Um, and now moving forward, we're looking at some of the new plane stuff that you have with uh, the Nano Goblin, the, the Nano Sky Hunter, et cetera, et cetera. So, are you doing more with the plane stuff on the strict line in 2018, um, as well as obviously developing size? Alex is working on one, and it's uh, it's really cool. But I don't think we should talk about that yet. But maybe we can drop some hints. Alex, Alex, do you have any hints for him? Oh, oh man, I don't know. I heard crickets. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we got some pretty stuff in the works, and. Uh, we're 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 thinking big and we're we're thinking capable. So we're uh, don't can't probably say too much more beyond that. So How about uh, flight time? What, what kind of flight time did you get on that before? Unlike anything that the market has seen. So that's code oh, for wow. we're talking long range here. Long duration. Long duration. Long duration. I like duration. it. Um, (laughs) long range uh, yeah a lot of people don't like that 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 concept but yes we'll say say long duration you can fly in circles for a long time sounds beautiful (laughs) (laughs) what was it free range is the new um 
is free the range. new uh, idiom for it. It's not long range, <laughs> it's free range. I like that. Free range. Or, yeah. yeah. Fair point. I think uh, that is a term coined by the FPV show, so we'll give some credit to uh, <laughs> to Gapit and the boys over at the FPV show. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would say that they, yeah, we're we're definitely going to be a little more secretive about some of this uh, development, but there will definitely be some new fixed wing uh, developments in the next year. Uh, very so cool, exciting. very cool ones too. So, oh, that's awesome. phenomenal. Yeah, that that's super exciting. Uh, the last thing that I have written here on my show notes, because I think we've literally covered everything um, on the show notes. So if there's anything else that you guys want to bring up after this, um, AJ, I know you mentioned earlier that you were previously a DRL pilot in the last two seasons. Uh, what What's the news with DRL coming from your end? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything exciting for you, unfortunately. Uh, no new gossip or anything like that. Um, I really enjoyed my time with DRL. I spent uh, some good times with them. Uh, all the pilots I had some good results in the first season, the season two. Uh, I'd like to say I kind of lost interest in racing a little bit. Uh, so maybe I wasn't pushing as hard as I should have been pushing sure. practicing. Um, I've always loved racing, especially with DRL. The tracks are amazing. The people are amazing. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't love getting paid to be flying all over the country and the world? to play with clouds that you don't have to touch. So, but for whatever reason, I got burnt out on just practicing. So I didn't do that well, uh, no excuses. I just couldn't keep up with those guys. Did not get offered a spot for season three, which, you know, rightfully so. <laughs> uh, however, they are pushing strong. I've heard some uh, good rumors about where they're going, what they're doing. Um, so I'm pretty sure season three is gonna be amazing. Excellent. Uh, yeah. And we wanted to take the time and say a big congratulations for your participation in the DRL. Uh, I think it's only strengthened the ready-made brand and uh, strengthened the product line that you guys are bringing out. And especially, I've been watching the Instagram stuff that you've been putting out, AJ, and it, it's phenomenal. Um, definitely see an evolution in your flying style over the past year, and it's been really, really fun to watch your flying style evolve develop and improve over the course of the year. So it's been really nice from a, a consumer's perspective to see where ReadyMade is going, see how much you guys have progressed. Um, one thing that I didn't have mentioned down is, and I know this is a hot topic, so I apologize if, it, if it's a hot topic, but are we gonna see a new or refresh on the website anytime soon? <laughs> what our, our current site is perfect I don't it's know amazing i love it it's yeah. so easy to find everything <laughs> you you have no idea so there there's a new page in development and you have no idea how much we all want it to just be live right now um, <laughs> it's it's getting really close um we, we we get to use it and test it and it is so much easier to find things it looks so much better um, but we want to obviously to, to not crash and take people's money and not actually, you know, get orders placed and things like that. So, uh, yeah, we want it to actually work. So, um, we're, we're, we're kind of in the getting really close. I, you know, if Chris is, uh, our main, uh, web developers watching, you know, Chris will have it done, I think in a week. Now I he hope just, he's not watching. Chris, you have a deadline. It has now been made public. Now, 
Yeah, we said we said Black Friday. Didn't want to release it on Black Friday for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> why is that? No, but uh, we we actually are going to start. We've been doing internal testing and trying to tweaking. Um, we are going to do some closed beta where we offer it up to a, a hand, a select few people to to actually let them place orders through it. Um, probably the week between Christmas and New Year. So that, I guess, the, in the end, for the people that are going to be using us on a day to day basis, it. You know, I'm hoping I'm hoping sometime in January we're going to keep pushing. I mean, it's it, it's it's easy to get stuck in the uh, wanting to make everything perfect, but we want it to be functionally running. Sure. Because um, right now, as it is, it is it is so much better than our current site. And you know, we we know how this we we know what our site is right now, and we don't like it. Um, and uh, this is built from the ground up, though. This isn't based on any existing uh, uh, format. You know, this he, literally. Uh, Chris uh, has built this from the ground up to do exactly what we want it to do. So, um, you know, and, and I, people are going to love it. You know, the being able to go and uh, filter down in uh, different categories, uh, pick your options and so forth, and then, you know, filter down the options. Better than most implementations that I've seen. We've kind of looked around and said, what do we, just like we do with planes, what do we want? What would we like to have? And, uh, yeah, uh, Chris, uh, no pressure, but get it done. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to interrupt real quick and say, I haven't seen other manufacturers or dealers have what this may have shortly. There's a few features that he's taken from high-end websites uh, that some of us may know and implemented them. I can't wait to see it in person. Like it's uh, maybe I shouldn't have said. That. I, I've oh no, I, that, that was plenty. <laughs> I've I've been using it a lot. Uh, actually, a lot of the guys haven't been touching it just because I think they get frustrated. They can't really use it in real life, but. Uh, as I've been uh, working with them, and uh, you know, Kevin has a little bit too. But I've I've been really digging in with him to try to get some of these things before we put it out for beta testing. And I really hate going back to our current site after doing it. So <laughs> well, that's that's a good thing. It's 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 revolutionary. No, it's uh, <laughs> you know, I use all the keywords that everyone. Yeah, uh, I mean that's um, all part of my look. I do marketing yeah. for a living, yeah. so yeah. I understand. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. We 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 want it, and uh, soon. That's all I can say soon. That's fantastic. Sure. Fantastic. Mikey, you got any other questions for them before I let them uh, finish off with any closing thoughts they have? No, not really. Other than uh, I can't wait to get out there. And uh, uh, I guess I'm going to have to go ahead and order one of the Nano Goblins so I can yeah. get the thing on its way out here as quick as I can get it. Yeah, you, you better know, get that express action in. I really want to get one of those. Say, say that again, Kevin. A flight test has them on order from us, so you could order them from flight test. They have the they have the slow boat version, but yes, they, yeah, they have the slow boat version. So why would I want to wait? Yeah, I mean, yeah people people will be able to order them from flight test, but <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing, guys. We have the name, we have the music. That's all. So we'll, we're promoting you guys tonight. Yeah, yeah. order from them. <laughs> yeah, we'll order direct from you. We don't have yeah. to go through flight yeah. test for everything. Yeah, no, no, they, they, they love no, They're great. Yeah, oh, we, we love, love working guys. with them, but uh, yeah. yeah, we love working with them. But yeah, I mean, they they obviously not going to pay the extra money per plane and have to charge more to actually right. sell them. So uh, yeah, so, they're they're getting the ocean shipment. Yep, um, no, we understand that. <laughs> oh yeah, they have two of them. They were working on a video, so they should have something here really soon for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually going to be out there the 19th, so I may have to poke the bear. I, sure. may, I may well. I may have to try to uh, see if I can fly one while I'm out there yeah. or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw. Trust me, I saw 
well, it was one of one or two of you guys flying the nano goblins at the same time through the barbed wire fences at Flight Fest South. Um, so it, it definitely it's a fun little airplane to fly. I, I been, uh, combat at Flight Fest South, and it survived right. two combat sessions actually. Yeah, nice. on the same charge. I never charged the battery from the previous day to the next day, <laughs> and it survived. Uh, wow! Uh, you know how long a uh, combat session can last. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I put. I've got a plane up here, sitting in the corner, that's ever so slightly battle scarred from the Flight Fest South combat. So I understand. <laughs> there was some carnage at Flight Fest South. Well, on East too, but South was uh, extremely windy. There was some big carnage. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that is a hundred percent true. It was on Friday, especially Saturday wasn't as bad, but Friday was very blustery. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely some very fun and exciting crashes <laughs> in that combat. All right. Well, I guess we'll turn it over to you, Tim, for closing. Is there anything else that you want to pump out or talk about for the Christmas season? Uh, um, well, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the spouses can get gift certificates if they don't know what to buy and can't find what they wanted to find on their site. And, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we have lots of stuff going on. We do have our flat spin sale that we are we're, uh, you know, we're putting some good items in and, uh, the story behind that is the price slowly drops. Well, 1% of the current price, every five minutes it drops. Oh, so wow. it's kind of a, a reverse auction. If you wait too long, you don't get it. Um, but if you buy early, you maybe pay more than you would have, you know, had you waited a little bit. We've been trying to keep that uh, loaded up and uh, with a lot of good stuff right now. So a lot of times we use it for closeout items, but right now we're putting in a lot of premium. We've had Dominator HD3s in there. We've had uh, we've had ProSite systems in there. We've had uh, goblins in there. No, no nano goblins. Oh, sorry, not that. Oh, you mean they're not um, on sale? Dang it! No, not on sale. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, keep checking that out. Now I'll say that now that I haven't looked in a little while. It might be uh, well, uh, need right now. And it's all need refresh. You guys need any twenty-six inch three blade motor props? We have them. Okay, there may be a few. Uh, TJ, are them. you listening? Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, or if you're getting into yeah. paramotoring, they may be good for that. Yeah, yeah there you oh, go. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Out in uh, Colorado. Uh, is it Colorado? He is. Um, Mike, help me out. I'll see test flight. Um, 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 crap, yeah. what's his name? I, the kid? <laughs> I'm lost. I think I know you're talking about the kid. Is he getting yeah. into it as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I started in February. Name. I'm super excited. And it's thanks to uh, flight test. Thank you for turning us all on to that. There's a lot of us getting into it because of so. Oh yeah. Oh, so AJ, I did have a question for you. Will I be seeing you in January at Wings Over Winter? I won't be able to make that one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't start until February. But I'm going to be there right after that ends. Well, so. if you are free one evening and you want to grab dinner, just let me know. I'm like an hour away from there, so we can awesome. definitely meet up and grab something. Um, but that's. Absolutely fantastic. I'm going to have a heck of a time writing up these show notes. So thank you guys <laughs> very, very much. Uh, Mike, do you have anything to close before I play this voicemail and we close out for the night? No, I think we should go ahead and play the voicemail and let these guys hear it because they right. should enjoy it. Give me one second, switch my audio. Hey, this is Louis Rusi calling from Buffalo, New York. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I was calling to ask AJ a question. Um, I got to meet him at Flight Fest. Uh, he came down to Buffalo shortly thereafter, snuck into town, uh, scouting locations for DRL. 
Uh, I didn't get a chance to go down there. Um, but I wanted to find out what's going on with DRL in Buffalo for the future. And also, secondary question, since we got a new Star Wars movie coming out, I'm a Star Wars fan. Uh, who does it better, Darth Vader, Kylo Ren? Have a good night, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> so that sounds like a great two-part question. I like it. So I'm going to answer the first part, and then probably Tim's going to be the best for this. Yeah, second. I was going to say, I think Tim should answer yeah, the second one. I agree. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was actually – Kevin and I both went out to Buffalo for scouting a new location, um, and that is No Limits Racing that's putting on a race uh, in Buffalo, I believe June of next year, so June of 2018. We will be the primary sponsor, I believe, at this point. Um, so it's a ready-made RC-sponsored event that we're going to be holding um, in Buffalo at Riverworks. It's a very cool location. Um, they have restaurants, uh, bar, brewery, um, pretty much everything. They have zip lining, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's a pretty cool place. Yeah, the Barley uh, and Brewery sounds like the smartest place to be. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> And uh, it's in the best part of the year, too, in June. So in Buffalo, yeah. I know it gets pretty cold up there right about now. In fact, I think it's mm -hmm. frozen over pretty well. So Yeah, I saw uh, some really good memes coming out about Buffalo, New York today. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a piece of the football game, and I can't believe they were playing football in that crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So that's not actually a DRL-sponsored DRL event. That's for ready-made. That's for No Limits Racing and DRL. Uh, I'm sorry. That's for No Limits Racing, and we are sponsoring it. Ready Made is sponsoring it. So fantastic! It's going to be awesome. The venue is incredible. It's really cool looking place. Yeah. But we'll I'm, have, uh, we'll have uh, Luis up there, uh, hopefully uh, taking some pictures and giving us some updates on what's going on up there. Yeah, definitely. Yes. I, it sounds like I need to get a plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one that you don't want to miss. It's going to be pretty cool. So, part two. Let's, I can't wait to hear this. So, so wait. Now, this was a. Uh, he was asking for the who would who was best. Who does it better? Who does, does it better? Darth Vader or Kylo Ren? So, first, I have to say that I absolutely love Episode Seven, and it was probably it's it's in my top three of the Star Wars movies. These guys are going to laugh at me because they know I'm just a Star Wars geek all completely. <laughs> um, so, you know, but you you can't beat Darth Vader. I mean, Kylo Ren is an awesome bad guy, but he's also a, uh, seems like a bit of a teenager on a, uh, um, on a, uh, a temper tantrum rant. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to say Darth Vader, have to say Darth Vader. Um, at this point anyway, right? Started, I'm, I'm like, I have been Star Wars completely saturated in Star Wars for the past few weeks. Just well, tell them about our, our Christmas party. Our, our company Christmas party is a really nice dinner out um, at a steakhouse, and then we rented oh, a theater Star Wars. Saturday for, for Star Wars. That's yes. amazing. Oh, sweet. So, Where's um, my invite? <laughs> we did the exact same thing last year, too, right, Sam? We did. Um, can, can, can we not talk about last year? Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Real stories. All right, we'll, we'll go ahead and do this quick story. Um, <laughs> so, we, for Force Awakens, which actually also, I would say that's up there in my top couple uh, Star Wars movies. It really was way better than uh, I'd hoped. So same thing last year, being that this movie was coming out around Christmas, did our company was planning our company uh, Christmas dinner at a nice steakhouse, kind of a late lunch, uh, and then we were just going to do a movie. I made this at the arrangements with the theater, 
So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go um, Friday and just go ahead and see if I can pick up all the, the tickets uh, Friday afternoon for the movie. And I get there and I, and I say, you know, I want to get the tickets. And they give me a stack and I open it up and it has the, the it says for tickets at uh, you know, 7 p.m. on Friday, the uh, whatever the date was, the 15th. I'm like, wait, please say Friday. And, um, but no, this is supposed to be tomorrow. And no, we start looking at emails and I, in my great planning, completely messed up and realized at, you know, mid lunchtime that I have an entire movie theater of seats for a different day than I thought I did. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm telling everyone, you know, like, look, um, it's tonight. And of course, you know, this is Christmas time that people have fun. A lot of them were able to make it. I, I, I felt pretty, pretty stupid about that. You know, uh, didn't get the, everyone that was supposed to make it. So the theater wasn't totally full that time, but yeah, it's uh you know, it's, it's good fun. I love the movies and actually I think every, hopefully everyone enjoys it and the company and stuff, you know, cause it's, it's not too bad to actually do that to get a smaller theater. And uh, sure. Um, yeah. So Got a really good deal this year on it, so uh, pretty happy about that too. Awesome, That's fantastic! Yeah, and, and I get an excuse to go see it another time in the theater, so you know. That... Yeah, you can't beat that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, I I'm already booked for one a.m. on uh, Thursday night, Friday morning. So oh, know. there you go. See, <laughs> at least you get to see it twice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, we have to say a big thank you, Luis, for reaching out to us on our voicemail again. For those of you who don't already know our voicemail number by now, you should. It's very easy to remember. Are you ready for it? It's 802-465-FTCC. We tell you every week. All you have to do is put it in your phone, call us when you want to leave a voicemail, and we'll play it maybe on the air, depending if Google wants to translate correctly. Luis will tell you about that post-show. <laughs> Uh, but do any of you guys have anything else to wrap up before we let you go? I uh, just want to thank you guys and thank thank everyone for uh, for you know being sticking with us and thank you guys for having us on. Oh, it's absolutely been a pleasure, Mike. You got anything in closing? Well, we appreciate you guys coming on, taking time out of your you know your Sunday evening that you normally spend with your family to come talk to us and. And, uh, yeah, I know it's pushing your products and stuff, but you know, this close to Christmas, it's always a little tougher than normal. So we appreciate it. And, you know, we support your products. We like what you do. You know, we, I, I can't wait to get a hold of a nano goblin. Cause I, I'm, I know I'm going to fly that the tar out of it. You know, it'll, it'll be mm-hmm. so much fun. Cause I've been actually, I was a, a, a fixed wing pilot for a very long time. And then as you can see, you know, I'm starting to get into the quads a little more. Yeah. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> But I do fly fixed wing much better than I do. <laughs> but you know, um, welcome progress. <laughs> this, uh, you know, this this hour flight time has me intrigued, something fierce, and really looking forward to be able to throw some goggles on and and just flying for forty five minutes to an hour and and being able to shoot mm. gaps and do all the things that that I'm kind of able to do with these, you know. So it, it's I, I'm way looking forward to it. So awesome. Yeah, I have to agree. It's absolutely wicked. So before uh Mike and I share our social feeds, do you guys want to go ahead and pump out everything ready made and all your personal socials if you would like to participate? 
Well, definitely, you know, it's pretty easy. Uh, ready-made RC on uh, Facebook, ready-made RC on uh, Twitter, um, uh, ready-made RC on Instagram. You can hashtag us too. We do reshare some stuff. Uh, we, you know, we talk about it. We do Facebook Friday. We do a live video every Friday at 3 p.m. on Facebook. Um, but, uh, you know, if you tag hashtag RMRC, hashtag StrixRC, we a lot of times will repost stuff. Um, I know you guys want to, you know, you have Akbot out there. He has his own uh, pretty busy uh, Instagram channel out there. Anything else you guys want to throw out? I got nothing. McSkies. <laughs> McSkies, that's right. Yeah, Tim, I, you know, it's uh, pretty late here. I think I'll see you at about, you know, 10 or 11 tomorrow. Is that, is that <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, we have tomorrow off, right? We work so late today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys were all yeah. plug for this, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that. Thank you. <laughs> That was all on Joel. So. Yeah, you can put it on me. That's all right. I, I can edit that out on post. <laughs> uh, AJ, do you want to share your social feeds? Yeah, it's just Dogbots, everything. Insta, Twitter, Facebook, just Dogbots. So thanks for doing that. Absolutely. Easy thanks for having us. And cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and also, sorry about the confusion with last week's podcast. That's completely my fault. So... <laughs> Not even your fault. I'm really glad that we were able to reschedule so quickly. We, you know, we were excited to have you guys on. You know, speaking for Mike and Pat and I, we we've been really watching you guys closely. And ever since you, uh, you and I spoke at Flight Fest, we said we we've got to have Ready Made on because they're doing some really really unique stuff. Um, I'm thrilled to that we got this thing together and we had you guys on. So. Uh, expecting a re-invite for another show update uh, sometime next year because I'd love to see what you guys are coming up with uh, further into 18. Yeah, Love it. That sounds great. Yeah, looking forward to them Hooters too. Yeah. <laughs> and the new I, think, I think what I... Well, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> I think I definitely saw something in the chat that... Uh, let me see. It was up here fairly recently. It was some... Oh, here we go. Screeching Hooter with a six-shooter. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so yeah, that, that's got to be a tag. Um, absolutely <laughs> love that. All right. Well, uh, Mike, do you want to share your socials real quick? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Mike Finley on uh, Facebook. It's the Magic One on uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, um, on the flight test forums, just about everywhere else. So, yeah. So that's me. And I'm just as easy, Baby Brit FPV. You can see it down there for those, or other way, that way. Uh, for those of you who are watching, uh, otherwise, you can find me, B A B Y B R I T underscore FPV. Uh, you can find me just about everywhere Instagram, Facebook, um, all that fun stuff. But more importantly, the Flight Test Community Podcast, you can find us at ftccpodcast.com. That's where you can find our latest and greatest, all the information about the show, and download uh, episodes. You can follow us on Facebook, and we have a wonderful um, Instagram account as well. Uh, we do share everybody out there, so hashtag ftccpodcast, and we will see if we can get you guys out there. Again, the voicemail number is 802 465 FTCC and from all of us here at the Flight Test Community Podcast, Pat, we missed you, buddy. Um, but from all of us here at FTCC, uh, guys, blue skies, and we will see you on the next one. Take it easy. And that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs>